are listening to the talk show for professional web developers. This is the David Conley Show. Online at bcradionetwork.com. Brothers and sisters of the planet Earth, you're listening to the David Connolly Show coming at you from DCRadioNetwork.com. How on earth are you doing, you crazy rock and rollers? Man, you're looking good today. And you know, if you're on the DC Radio Network website right now, I don't mean in the future, I mean like right this minute, then you shall be able to come and see me as well. We have the video stream rocking, the live chat room, it's all happening at DCRadioNetwork.com. Do come along, take the trip, take your shoes off, and make yourself at home. Today, we are going to be discussing how to get paid a fortune for learning about web development. Can you handle it, folks? How to get paid a fortune from learning about web development. Hello to Harold, who's just joined us in the room. I'm glad you appreciated the groovy music, Harold. We have a little chat room here, and um, before coming on, I, sometimes sometimes I like to play a little little song or two, you know? So I'm glad you're enjoying that. Hello to Free, who's joining us all the way from Australia. I think there's a few other folks as well in the chat room. Um, but in any event, hello to you all, it's good to be here. So the vibe is, right? Now, you know how when you normally have a business idea, right, you kind of, uh, you keep it quiet, man. And Well, sometimes if, if you think it's like really, really good, the last thing you would be doing is saying, hey man, I've got this idea and telling everyone and risking having the whole thing hijacked, right? Well, I must be one crazy rock and roller because... I'm, I'm going to actually tell you about not only the business idea I had the other day, but it's actually an idea that I'm working on right now. Now, this is kind of big, and I must be an idiot for talking about this kind of stuff in public, but, you know, I'm happy to lay it on the line and, and check it out. Steal my idea, okay? So get your notepad and pen and pencil and all that ready to rock. Tune into the vibe and steal this idea because this is what I'm doing and I think it's a winner, okay? So check the vibe out. Just the other day, I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to go learn Symphony 2. <laughs> I'm going to go learn Symphony 2 again, right? I don't know how many times I've had that thought and thought, man, I'm going to go learn about Symphony 2. This Symphony 2 framework, you know? considered by many to be the most powerful PHP framework in the universe. And I thought, right, I'm going to go learn about this. Here we go. Okay, you know, I got, got the PDF, installed the stuff, and took the trip. Now, here's what happened. Do you know, I had to read through 30 pages of intro before here's how you install the thing, or here's hello world, okay? I'm talking about the Symphony 2 manual here, folks, or the Symphony 2 user guide. You check it out, and there are 30 pages 
Shall I be so crude as to use the word waffle? I think I shall. I am a crazy rock and roller and I shall use the word. 30 pages of waffle before you get to the good stuff. That's the Symphony 2 user guide and you can download that and check it out. You can do that just now in fact, okay? I'll continue talking, you check it out. And the funny thing is folks, if you ever want to teach anyone a programming language, if you ever want to teach someone how to use some new fancy framework, something like that, then pretty much the starting point is here's how you install it and hello world. Have you heard a funny little noise there? It's probably just the chat room. We have the chat room rocking. It's all happening. I'll be reading those comments. Don't you worry, folks. In any event, if you're teaching something, that's the starting point, okay? Now, I am surrounded by books on PHP and C++ and C Sharp and all those other technologies that I would like to have learned but never got round to. And the funny thing with all those books is that they all start from hello world. You know, here's how you set it up and here you go. Thank you very much indeed. And it doesn't matter what technology you may be into. Hello world is surely the starting point, right? I mean, that's pretty much, I think, something we could all agree on. Apparently, not with Symphony 2. Symphony 2, 30 pages, blah, 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 and then you get to the stuff, okay? So check this out, folks, and here comes the idea. Now, hang on to your shoelaces, because this really could be big, right? I'm actually inviting you to steal this idea. Check it out. As I was going through the Symphony 2 user guide, I realized something. I realized that I couldn't really remember the commands. I couldn't remember how to create bundles. I couldn't remember how to get Composer installing the framework. I couldn't remember all that stuff. And I thought to myself, I'm going to take some notes. I'm going to take some notes. So I opened up uh, OpenOffice and I sat with the user guide. Da -da 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 -da. Type, type, type. Try the thing out, write a little note, type, 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 try the thing out, write a little note. And as I'm writing it in my own words, you know, um, some funny things occurred to me. First of all, the framework was talking about YAML files, okay? YAML files. Because when you're using Symfony, you use YAML files, right? And I had this strange thought. I thought, do you remember Return of the Jedi, right? Remember how the Ewoks lived on the planet Endor in Return of the Jedi? And I just thought, doesn't a YAML sound like the kind of creature that would live on the planet Endor? <laughs> okay, isn't that, I mean, it's just a crazy random thought. And then I thought to myself, as I was using the terminal, changing directories and all that Stone Age stuff. I was thinking to myself, why on earth are we still using the terminal in this day and age? And then I thought, 
is there any real difference between the terminal and the command prompt, apart from a few syntax things? And I started having all these random thoughts, right? And then something magical happened, folks. Suddenly, I realized maybe other people are having these thoughts as well. Ah! This is the moment of clarity, folks. I want you to remember this, you know, and for you folks watching on the live video stream, I want you to picture me now and remember me with slightly whiter teeth than I have now, okay? Anyway, the thought occurred to me, maybe other people are um, getting the, the, having these same kind of questions, you know? And isn't it reasonable to ask why are we using things like the terminal and the command prompt? Isn't it reasonable to contemplate how all sounds like a creature from Star Wars? Aren't all of these things entirely reasonable? Really? Don't you think? Don't you? Don't you? Don't you? And then I thought, you know what? Here's an idea. Instead of just writing notes, right? You know, like when you when you're like running through, I don't know. Say you're learning symphony, okay? You will have error messages. It shall be no fun at all. Some of that stuff, and some of it, quite frankly, doesn't make any sense. Why would you go to all that trouble just to create a simple kind of web page? You know. So anyway, the point is, and I'm waffling here, but the point is. Other people must be having the same questions, same kind of questions, right? So I got my open office out and I thought, you know what? I'm going to make this so that it's not just notes. I'm going to make this a book and I'm going to make it like the coolest web development book ever, or at least the coolest kind of uh, how to learn a framework book, you know, on PHP. Now think about this, folks, because this is something that you could do. Think about this, okay? When you pick up any um, book about any programming technology, basically, you know, 99 times out of 100, they're straight into the tech speak, straight into the PHP 5.4s, the namespaces, the kernels, the you know, dependency injections and all of that heavy stuff, interfaces, facades, it's all there, okay? But you know, when you're coming in cold and you don't really know what's going on, that's the time when you ask all the good questions. That's the time when you're saying, well, why do we do things this way? How come we're using that? Why do they call it this? Why did they do that? That is the magical time. So I thought, right, I'm going to actually... I'm going to do what no man has done before. I'm going to go through the entire Symphony 2 user guide from start to finish and I'm going to write my own version. Can you handle it, folks? And I'm going to like give it a name that's like the alternative Symphony 2 user guide. Now, this user guide, when it's finished, will not have 30 pages of text speak it will not have, you know, uh, just all of that super uber geeky kind of lingo that we hear everywhere else. This book shall be something that communicates on a human level. 
Can you handle it? So at the end of each chapter, maybe I'll add a little joke, you know? I don't know. I'm trying to think of jokes about web development and it's not easy. Something like, um, I don't know, what do you call a web developer who has a steady income? Answer, a miserable lying shyster. <laughs> okay, so I was thinking, like, what have you actually had this book and you wrote and you kind of, so as you are learning, you write the book, you write the book, publish it onto uh, Amazon, get it on the Kindle thing, super, super easy, I've done this before, it's really easy, and I'm telling you, man, you would clean up. How many books do you think have been published how many books are available on Amazon right now? I speak to you on August, oh sorry, October the 14th, 2013. How many books do you think have been published talking about the Symphony 2 framework on Amazon? Any guesses? Any guesses? Well, let me tell you folks, the answer is none. Not one. Not one single book, okay? So uh, that pretty much shows you the state of affairs. Now, I, I should actually give a correction. I think there's a book that's been published in French and possibly one in Spanish. I'm not sure, right? But of the English language, there are currently no books on the subject. Let's talk about the Laravel framework. How many books do you think have been published on Amazon talking about the Laravel framework. Any guesses, folks? Any guesses? Four. Four books on Laravel. And one of them, by the way, is selling for £29.99. So that's, uh, that's about $37. There's, uh, you know, an idea. We've got Code Happy. I'll go to Amazon.com actually so I can give you the dollars price. We're still using dollars, right? Let me just do this. Laravel, let me just check this. So check this out. Laravel starter, Sean McCool, $20.69. Then we have Laravel testing decoded, $10.39. Then we have Code Happy, $35.20. Then we have the Laravel Application Development Cookbook, which is $55.14. So that's only four books on that framework. As I say, Symphony 2, none. Let's try Zend 2. How many books do you think are out there for the Zend framework, the Zend 2 framework? The answer is three. I'm on Amazon right now. Now, if you're listening deep into the future, maybe the number has changed. But right now, there's only three books. Now, I'm going to click into one of these books right here in our midst. I'm going to click into Web Development with Zend Framework 2. And in breach of every copyright rule in the universe, I'm going to read a sample of text. You can hear me clicking away here, right? <laughs> Here we go. Let's see if I can get something. Right, let me just check this out. Okay. Right, here we go. Here we go. The PSR2 coding standard. It says, 
The code of the framework itself is being developed across all components under consideration of the PSR2 coding standard. The idea of the PHP specification request, PSR for short, was inspired by the Java specification request. Using this procedure, new Java standards are defined and extensions of the Java programming language or the Java runtime environment are jointly developed and are agreed upon by all manufacturers. This procedure has many advantages for the application developer because it makes the application proper, much more portable and manufacturer independent. Thus, it is possible in a more or less simple manner, for example, to exchange the provider of one's own application server technology. End of sample. Now, for anyone who is still awake, how, how engaging on a scale of 1 to 10 was that text? This is text from a book that I've just picked up right here on Amazon. Scale of 1 to 10, how engaging was that? Can anyone even remember what I said? Did anyone even take on board any of that? Probably not. Well, I actually didn't find it too engaging. Now, I've just chosen this book randomly, okay? And as soon as you read that, you see the headline that says the PSR2 coding standard, and it's talking, it defines the coding standard. What's the first question you have? First question you have is, is there, well, there's Richard just came on. Thank you, Richard. He's just, he's, he's just said, I was asking, is it engaging? And he's just said, I forgot you were even talking. <laughs> I, I forgot you were talking. Right, okay, so pretty unengaging, right? Anyway, the first thing you, you think when you read something like that, when you read PSR2, you think, well, what on earth is the PSR2 coding standard? The next thing you think is, what happened to the PSR1 standard? And then you say, is there a PSR3 standard? Hmm, I wonder if there is. Or are we just sticking to the old, you know? So that's the kind of thought processes that people have. Now, instead of saying all that rubbish that you got just a second ago, here's what you could say, okay? Instead of saying the idea of the PHP specification request, PSR for short, was inspired by the JavaScript specification request. Using this new procedure, the new Java standards are defined and extensions of the Java product, programming language, or the Java runtime environment are jointly developed and are agreed upon by all manufacturers. Instead of saying that, are you paying attention, people? Are you paying attention, people? Instead of saying that, you could say, Hey, Starsky, <laughs> there's been this problem. You see, even though PHP is being used by 81.2% of websites, which is true actually, I looked it up, the problem is that there's lots of developers who write code entirely different from each other and they cannot really agree on things like where to put brackets on how to use tabs, on how to space code out, and just how code actually looks on the page. And this has been a massive problem for the PHP community. 
because you could have a hundred developers build an online shop and when you look at the code you will see that they all code a hundred different ways. So here's what happened, Starsky. A bunch of PHP gurus got together and they, they said, let's see if we can solve this problem. Let's see if we can all agree on a certain coding standard. What does that mean? All it means is that when we write code, we pretty much agree on things like, right, this is how, this is where brackets will go. This is how we're going to space things out. You know, this is just how we're going to write the code, right? Just literally how it shall look on the page. So check this out. A bunch of uber geeks got together. They made some decisions about how the code was going to look. And then they said, yes, this shall be the new standard for writing code. And if we can all agree on this, then things are going to be cool. As a matter of fact, they're going to be finger licking cool. Okay. But check this out, Starsky. There was drama just around the corner. No sooner had they agreed upon these coding standards when suddenly they realised they had to change the standards, they had to upgrade them, they had to make some tweaks and they had to basically get them more in line with what some of the other programming languages were doing. Languages like Java. So, they decided, we need a new name for PSR. Let's call it PSR2. And they came up with a bunch of different coding standards. Now remember, Charlie, when somebody says coding standards, don't you worry about a thing. All it means is how the stuff looks on the page. Can you handle the vibe? Now, you could turn a blind eye to the coding standards. You could be a freestyling rock and roller driving down the free love freeway and you could say, man to hell with those standards. I'm going to just do things my way. And the big news flash is, it would probably still work. But here's the vibe. It would be kind of a downer for other developers to look at your code. Can you handle the vibe? So, if you want to code like the rest of the herd, you need to tune into the PSR2 coding standard. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. That was the David Connolly version of that chapter of the book, straight from the top of my head. Now, question for the people in the chat room. Was that more engaging? than the sample that I read out from the actual book. Was it more engaging or less engaging? Okay, and this is a shame because there's a big 30 second delay, so I have to talk to myself. I'm going to just imagine that they've all agreed, okay? One of the things, well, thank you very much. Richard here said he found it a bit better. I think Freestyle's on board as well. Thank you very much, guys. The other thing as well, right, is the thing that gives that type of explanation uh, a bit of, I don't know, a bit of the old um, 
ah, jeez, what's the word? I don't want to say, you know, the X factor or the wow factor or something. I mean, it's just me talking, right? There's no big deal. But the thing that gave it power, that was the word, the power, right? The thing that gives it power, folks, is the fact that I haven't, I mean, clearly when you hear me talking, I'm just a guy just like you folks. I have the same questions, the same concerns, the same confusion. And it's that confusion that gives me my power. Can you handle the vibe? Can you handle the vibe? Now, I don't want to show off too much, but I had an email come in today. I'll see if I can bring it up. Uh, I wonder if you folks can see this. Um, I don't know if I can set that up. But I had an email come in just the other day, just today actually, from Aaron. Came in at five in the morning. I wonder where he's from. Jeez. But he says, he says, first off, let me say what a pleasure it has been partaking in your HMVC video series. There isn't a better teacher on the web, and I sincerely mean that. He says, I'm not a programmer designer, nor do I have any formal training. I've recently been exploring the world of web applications and sites, and I've found myself taking on a personal project. I choose Code Igniter because it's easy to understand. I followed your HMVC uh, series and followed each video to the T. Everything was beautiful and I felt the vibe. And then he goes on. He talks about how he had a challenge with form validation and he asked me a question about that. And then he said, I appreciate your time and look forward to hearing from you soon. And again, best instructor on the web hands down, capital letters, hands down. Now, I'm not being too cocky, folks, but I get emails like that every week. And you know something? The reason why people are saying that I'm the best instructor on the web and he is not the first, go to YouTube. Don't take my word for it. Go to YouTube and check out the videos. Do a search for build a CMS or something and look at the comments. And the reason I'm getting those comments, folks, is because I am the guy. You know, it's nothing to do with being super handsome or anything. It's nothing to do with having super white teeth or shiny eyeballs. The reason why people are saying that it's the best web development training on the web, folks, is because I am the guy who asks the question, why did they make YAML files sound like creatures from Return of the Jedi? You see? You see? I'm the guy who asks those questions. And you may laugh. You may think it's pointless. You may even think it's stupid. But you see, folks, I know how you think. I know that I'm not the only person who has these crazy thoughts and ideas, you see. So when you're doing a video tutorial or a book or anything like that, man, do likewise. Be yourself. You know, recently I've started doing this in emails. Like in the past, when I was writing emails, it was all regards and yours sincerely and really formal stuff. 
lately I've started just saying, hey man, super cool, and people like it, you know? And when you talk to people on that completely human level, I think it goes down quite well. So, I shall wrap up for the day. The moral of the story is, listen folks, you can learn any technology you want. You have the power and you are capable of amazing things. The big news flash is, you can actually make a fortune from learning web development technologies. And today, I have given you the magic formula. I've given you guys the keys to the Lamborghini. So the secret is, you learn about the technology, you take notes as you go, and then you rewrite them into a super cool book. You're gonna learn the stuff better, you'll have an awesome reference, and you know what? Publish that son of a gun on Amazon, and you will make a fortune. Thank you very much indeed. Man, I wish somebody had a show like this so that I could tune in. I have to say, man, sometimes I even impress myself. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much indeed. It's been a pleasure and a privilege. Stay cool, and I'll see you soon. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, let's finish up with some of that music that was on earlier.